I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program Welcome everyone to Simulation, your portal to all it's virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed on all that's happening in the metaverse. Recorded episodes live at Allspace every week. You can join us for free, even if you don't have a VR headset. Yes, it's true. Just log into Allspace, run your laptop or PC, join our event, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Hey, we are talking to the closest thing we have to an entertainment mogul here in Allspace. Is the producer behind such events as Dreamgirls of Allspace, $100,000 Pyramid, Club Venus, Addiction by Ryu Fashion Show, and so much more, which we are about to get to. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm emoji. Welcome to Erwin. Hello, hello. Uh, thank you for having me, Johnny. Appreciate it. Oh my God. So excited. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like you have an event every night. They're all different. <laughs> they run the gamut. And so I'm going to definitely dig into how you have the energy for all of this. What is your motivation and all of this stuff. So it's, it's really impressive. All of the events that you do. Some, some are continual, sure. some last only for a little while, like some of the theater stuff. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to get into all of that. Um, and, uh, and, and I also should say that after, uh, at the end of the interview, Sherman will reveal his latest project right on the stage. You don't want to go anywhere. And then after that, we are headed to Ryu's day, who is the hottest avatar wardrobe designer, uh, out of Tokyo. I have to say your suit designed by Ryu is looking pretty damn dope. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. This is one of my favorites actually. So I wore it tonight. Uh, it's like a liquid metal water kind of suit. So uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to Ryu, one of the best. Shout out to Ryu indeed. So that what was the yeah was that the inspiration? It was like I would like a liquid metal suit that sort of it's like it's like cold lava. It's like ice lava. You know what? To be honest, um, <laughs> I'm really bad at designing these suits. Like it, Ryu will tell you firsthand, like I'm probably one of the worst people <laughs> when it comes to ordering outfits because I have no idea what I want. So when I order these, I kind of just tell him like, hey, just make something cool, like you know? And so a lot of it is like his ideas and a lot of it is just me just spewing stuff at him. So I just told him like, hey, just make me a suit that looks cool, it moves, like water. Wow. Uh, and then he came up with this. So this was kind of wow. like his take on what I was saying. But um, yeah, no, I, I definitely have to give Ryu props because he pretty much designs all of them for me. I, I'm not very good at, <laughs> create. I'm yeah. like creative, but not that creative, like not, artistic creative like that so <laughs> no, no i agree this 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 fine suit you see before you is also a ryu special uh i asked for i think i was like what like a cyberpunk suit uh you know from a dystopic future or something and this is what he he came up with and then of course everyone <laughs> we have so many incredible uh here maybe later on we'll be able to take a closer look at some of them sparrow is looking incredible Sweetest has the most insane outfit, uh, and that's a, a new outfit here. Of course, City's always looking good in blue and, and everyone. So, um, yeah, we we definitely uh, I can't wait to get to Ryu and celebrate his birthday this evening. Um, and uh, oh, he's he's super yeah, talented. Absolutely. But of course, we're here to talk about you, and uh, you are no slouch when it comes to the talent department either. So why don't we start <laughs> with uh, going back to the beginning, and i just love to have a little bit of background into your origin story and how you got involved in this, and if you do kind of 
this kind of stuff in the real world? Are you know, are you in publicity? Are you in uh, graphic design? Or well, I don't know. So I'm curious. Uh, so maybe you could just let us know. Yeah. No, that's a good question. Um, no, I don't do this in my real life. I I work like a nine to five job, like a lot of other people do. Um, I I work in the tech industry in a, in San Francisco. Um, I work in sales specifically, so my day to day is a lot of like talking to people. Um, you know, being on the phone with a lot of people and just being outgoing. So for me, you know, talking and things like that, it comes naturally to me. But learning this whole curve when it comes to production and stuff like that was something new to me. Um, it was something I dabbled in a little bit, like, you know, working um, on videos and stuff, you know, when I was growing up in college and high school, you know, I used to make videos. Um, I even had a short time when I was actually rapping. A lot of my friends know that I was uh, <laughs> I was into music for a while and I did some of that um, and producing my own records and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of dabbled in it a long time ago. But then, you know, like everybody else, you know, I got into my my usual day to day job and routine and kind of let go of it. And then COVID hit. And then, you know, I was not really doing much, you know, staying in a lot. And then um, in 2021, in September, around my birthday, I was looking for something, you know, to get myself. And I was, you know, just chopping around. And I'm like, what should I get? So people kept telling me to get a VR. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I'll be interested in this. Just because, you know, I'm more of an Xbox person, to be honest with you guys. Like, I loved Xbox <laughs> before I came into VR. And so I was trying to get the Xbox uh, Series X, and uh, they were sold out everywhere. So I kind of fell into VR because it was just the path that kind of, like, I just went that way. Um, and so I got a VR, and ever since that decision, like, I've been so much, like, happier in my life because now I can do things that, you know, I love the metaverse. It really is like a special place. You know, you get to do things that you don't get to do in your day to day. You know, like I work my nine to five job and then I come here and I get to be, you know, someone who loves to be creative and put on productions and things like that. So um, it's definitely a change in my day to day, but I love any other world. So. You know, it's interesting. I've had other people on the stage. I, I I think of the world builder optic is one who kind of said, you know, I had a day job, but that wasn't really me. Then I found VR and I became an artist and I realized I was always an artist and I was able to express myself in a way that is more authentic to me. So it's kind of interesting that you go into right. a artificial environment, to find your authentic self. Do you say that's sort of what you're saying? Because you seem to have multi-talents oh, and multi-facets in here. Yeah. Absolutely. I think... The metaverse is you can truly be who you want to be. I mean, like there's no limitations. And I think a lot of times people come in here and, you know, you know, I just if anything you guys take away from this interview, I want you guys to walk away and say that you can do more because, you know, when you come into this place, it's like the land of opportunity. Um, if you want to do game shows, if you want to be a talk show host, if you want to be, you know, an actor or a singer or whatever your talent may be in life right? That you never had the chance to do in real life, because we all know how difficult it is to do that in real life, right? I mean, we all have families and jobs and things that we do in our day to day, and we can't drop everything to do this, right? But you can also make it a hobby of yours and get into it and do more in your life. Um, because this place really, I mean, there's no barriers to entry. I mean, you guys, it's a free app that you can come in, you can create an event for free, basically, you know, whatever it might be that you're interested in, you know, you can showcase that passion. So, if anything you take away from this, just know that this place is truly the place that you can do whatever you want. So um, that's kind of how I felt when I came into the metaverse. That's 
I, you know, I, I think a lot of people come in here and they see business opportunities. They see, um, you know, creative opportunities, whatever it might be, whatever that lens is that you're looking through when it comes to the metaverse, you know, take advantage of it and, and, and live to the fullest when it comes to it as well. Totally. Well, you know, your passion comes through in all of your events and you literally, I feel like, have an event every night and then you throw your events that go on for a certain period of time, like these theater, theatrical <laughs> productions you're doing. So yeah. where do you find this passion and how do you have the time to do all of that? Um, you know, I honestly, I think it's a mix of things that I love personally, but also what other people want and what other people would love to see. Because one thing I've learned is that you also want to do things for the community that they may have not necessarily seen or experienced. And so I'm always trying to introduce new concepts. And I'm actually really happy Joe Sneaker is in the audience here tonight as well in the white hat right over here. Um, Joe Sneaker has been with me from the very, very beginning. And he's actually recorded all of my events from the very beginning, my musicals, the fashion show. Um, and so when I first came into this space, I didn't really have too many you know, people to help me. But Joe and Elsker and Tammy, who's also here tonight, were the, the three people who really stepped up and helped me throughout the whole journey of getting started. And they still continue to this day to help me and help other people in the community as well. I mean, they've really branched off and... Now Joe does his masterclass on his YouTube channel, helping other people learn the system when it comes to recording in the metaverse. And, you know, Elsker has made some really beautiful worlds for other people and stuff. So I love, you know, what I love about this place is also being, being able to give other people opportunities as well to work together and create something amazing. So um, it's a mix. It's a mix of what I can do, what the community wants, and what we can really put together um, with what we're given. So... No, that makes sense. Of course, it's not just a good show, and you've got a whole team of incredible people. As a matter of fact, I was on your website mentioned that uh, City Girl and Blue are members yes. of your team. So I, I, I saw that. I guess the uh, Blue Moon is the head of the organization, girl <laughs> head of communications. So you've got some yes. uh, incredible team. Of course, they, uh, we are huge fans of of both of them and their skills and talents and and, and enthusiasm for this whole space as well. So you you've gathered around Absolutely. you a great team and i think that is testament to your personality and your style uh, of leadership so uh, i appreciate that. it and i do have to yeah. like you said i have to acknowledge um city and blue and silver they um i met them a little bit later after you know i had i done the musicals with joe and um elsker and tammy and you know because we were growing so much and we started doing weekly events not just you know these big monumental events but now we're doing weekly events they've really stepped up and they've really helped me when it comes to um, putting on these events for the community. So big shout out to City and Blue and Stover um, for really, you know, stepping up and helping me because like you said, I mean, it really is not a one man show. I mean, it takes a lot of people to create something amazing. You know, if I could do everything on my own, then I'd probably not be able to put on something as nice or as good, right? I mean, um, I care about quality and these people are quality people who know their ropes when it comes to the metaverse and they've really been able to help me um, throughout this entire journey. So uh, shout out to you guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And speaking of, uh, of community, of course, if anyone has any thoughts or questions, for sure, would use the raise hand option. We'll try to uh, grab as many as we can uh, as we move forward here. So I guess we could start with uh, Sherwood's production uh, studio. So, so this is something that you've set up to help people develop their own events. Is that what that is? Or maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, so I... 
when I created Sherman's Productions, I mean, it was kind of like an idea at first, and then it started becoming more serious as I started doing more events. Like, you know, I was at first, I was like, oh, it's cool. You can have your own production company. But now I've taken it kind of seriously, and I've created a website, and I have like a channel on Altspace. And, you know, I've kind of gone the whole nine yards when it comes to actually creating, you know, a semi-production company in the metaverse, right? Um, and so... Um, I actually have two spots that Chris 50, who is uh, a really incredible world builder that he created for me. One of them is the production lounge and the other one is Sherwin's production studios. So, um, and these were, you know, in the earlier stages when I first wanted to do weekly events, um, Sherwin's production studios was actually a really good place to start with because I don't know if some of you guys have been there or not, but it's four different sets. And, and the vision that I had going into it was like Tyler Perry studios, right? Like Tyler Perry he had an amazing, you know, um, studio that he opened in Atlanta, and I wanted something to be, you know, smaller in scale, but something similar as a setup. So, um, you know, I had four different stages set up with different um, themes. Like one was for fashion, one was for theater, one was for singing, um, and so uh, it was just a good place for us to test out different events and product and uh, productions, and be able to pilot them before we actually release it, you know, on a different stage. So. Um, we don't use it as much anymore, but it's definitely like one of my staples when it comes to my worlds. So before we move into your all your projects, which we'll do in just a second here, I'm curious for those out there who want to follow in your footsteps and build entertainment of the future, what core members of the team do you think everyone needs in order to do that if they can't do it all themselves? Or, or I guess what facets of your talent would you need mm -hmm. to do if you don't want to get a team? That's a good question. I mean, you have to really think about what your strengths are and what you need, right? So I'm not a Unity person at all. Like I, I barely mm -hmm. know the ropes when it comes to Unity. So having someone like Elsker, you know, who knows Unity and who's been building for years, you know, is really instrumental to have to the team, right? Um, Joe, for example, who I don't know anything about OBS. I just downloaded OBS actually this week and did my first episode of Chain Reaction. I uploaded it um, for the first time. But Joe has been doing OBS for a very long time. And if you actually watched uh, Dreamgirls, he actually tested out a lot of different things like split cameras and multiple bots and um, really just testing our boundaries when it comes to recording in the metaverse. So, um, yeah, you definitely need to find people on your team that can do things that you can't do because I don't have, possess all the skills in the world, right? Um, so finding people that those strengths that they bring to the table are valuable is really important. Um, and as well with like, you know, Tammy and Blue and City, you know, they've done events in here for a long time. I've only been in here for less than a year. I've been in here for about nine, ten months. So right. having people like, you know, from the flock, they've done events for, you know, years, for two years now. They know the ropes when it comes to this. And so um, I definitely seek out their advice frequently. So. Awesome. Well, yeah, so you need a world builder. You need someone with Unity. If you want to record it and show it on YouTube, you need someone who knows OS. You need someone who is able to uh, be a host of your events, all that stuff. is Hosts, moderators, yeah. you know, people who know the like tools, more. people know, who know how to terraform. I mean, just little simple things. Like a lot of people come in the space and they've never even decorated a world, right? I mean, even when we're prepping for, you know, one of our shows, it takes a lot of preparation. you got to go into the world. you got to add certain things, cameras and this and that. Um, and so... You know, it's a lot of work. So when you have people who really step up to the plate and help with that work, you know, it makes it a lot easier, um, which is what everybody's been doing with me. So, um, yeah, definitely haven't done it all on my own for sure. 
Oh, well, we've got so many uh, different um, categories of projects that you're involved in. I tried to break them into categories because they're sort of like <laughs> general thieves is not even just like single events. So uh, yeah. first category here, theater of the, oh, that's not it. That's not, that's a <laughs> theater of the metaverse. Okay. Yeah. So you know, you're, you're your own Andrew Lloyd Webber in here. Tell us about this and, and what... I, you know, I remember the ancient days of 2020 when they did the Peter Pan in, in here, um, and mm -hmm. you said you had did yours a little bit differently. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about your ideas and how you wanted to bring these theaters to life in the metaverse. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the first one that we did, The Wizard of All, you know, I pretty much started that like a month after I joined Altspace. Like I, when I tell you I jumped in with two feet in the deep end, like I really did, right? Because I really hadn't done too many events before that. The only really other event I had done was like a Halloween party. Um, and so I kind of learned the tools and stuff like that beforehand. But um, in terms of like actually putting together a production, that was my first one. So it and it was kind of the first one for all of us, like Tammy, myself, Joe, and Elsker. I mean, it was the first one for all of us. And so um, we were all testing out different things. So um, the way we did it was it was pretty funny. Um, for the first one, we we made different sets and we saved backups for each set. So if you guys were actually there for the first one, you would you would sit in the audience and then your headset would reset and you'd be in a different scene, right? And for each of these, we wanted to make it immersive too. So we would bring out the set, you know, so that the scenery and stuff was within the audience, so that they would feel like they were actually there. Um, and so the first one was, you know, very successful. We pushed eight rooms. That was like the biggest event I've ever had in my entire, you know, all space career of like doing events. Like I've never had 400 people in one event at one time and definitely wasn't prepared for that in the moment as well. So if I take it to any of you guys, like make sure you're prepared with moderators and people because I definitely was not. Um, but it really just showed me after doing the first one, like how much you can do in this space like you know i didn't know and actually john the entertainer is here as well i just peeked over he was in the first one um he was the scarecrow in the wizard of all which was awesome um, oh. but yeah i mean it was just a lot of work it was eight weeks we did a rehearsal once a week um everybody came out we did a table reading we you know practiced the songs um the script is original so i i wrote the script for each of these uh, musicals myself so about 20 pages of just my original script. Um, and then, yeah, we just yeah. kind of went from there. So, so I'm curious, like what, what inspired you to do that? Because you said that you had no theatrical background necessarily, except for your uh, hip hop career, which I can't believe I didn't find <laughs> your old songs and play them for you here. If only I oh, knew. Good. I'm, I'm happy you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but um, what, what inspired you to do, to write a musical? Did you always have a wish you would do that? Were you in theater in high school or how did that come about? No, I really didn't. Like, I wasn't really a, like a theatrical kind of person. Um, I like to write, you know, obviously talking about songwriting and stuff like that. I like to write. So writing the script was actually the first thing I did. Um, and then I was like, I want to bring this to life. So, and also I kind of looked around and I saw what was going on and what we were missing. And I noticed that no one was really doing musicals in here. So it was a combination of all those things. It wasn't that I had all the experience in the world and I came in here and I was like, I'm going to bring this to the metaverse. It was more like, I can try to be this, some, like something that I've never done before. And, you know, luckily it was really successful. And I feel like I've kind of built a brand off of that a little bit because now I love doing musicals and hopefully we're doing another one pretty soon here as well. So 
um, you know, I've kind of got the formula down for these and I really like doing them. They're a lot of fun, not just for me and everybody else like contributing on the crew, but for the cast as well and finding new talent. Like each one of these musicals, we have different people who've been on the cast and from there on out, they've really like developed their own identities here in Allspace. Like, you know, like we've had people like Inky and people who now make music videos on YouTube and are now thousands of views and they're just really like, out of their shells now and that's my favorite part about doing these musicals is like it's eight weeks long like you really have to find committed people it's not easy to find committed people in this space if there's one thing i've learned about doing events commitment is the most difficult challenge to overcome and to do an eight-week musical trust and believe there's a lot of change-ups that happen throughout eight weeks but it all seems to fall into place at the very end and um, I think a lot of the people who are a part of it really enjoy it and they experience something that they've never experienced before. I mean, I try to make it as realistic as possible. They come to rehearsal, they have their own trailer, like, you know, whatever I can do to make it as realistic as possible. Like, that's my goal. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, before we move on to the next uh, subgenre of entertainment that you're involved in, D Nice has something to add here. How's it going, D Nice? What's up, D Nice? Everything is great. Everything is great. I just, you guys hear me? Can everybody hear me? We can hear you. Okay, great, great, great. I just want to say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked because I was in uh, the Dream Girls of All. Oh and, yeah. I mean, real talk. I would have thought that you've been doing this like all your life. I mean, it was so <laughs> together. It was organized. I mean, it, it was for you to for this to be your second. Uh, project man you did a awesome job you really did man so kudos up to you appreciate it yeah. and yeah i, I just want to say, say speaking of like change ups and what whatnot d nice was one of the people who jumped in like midway through the season because we were we desperately needed someone to fill a role and he stepped and he's if you guys know anything about d nice i mean he's like the personality of like I just when I see him, he's like the most perfect personality to be on screen, like literally. So um, D Nice was incredible and he stepped in last minute and he was an amazing actor. And um, I appreciate you. Thank you for doing that, by the way. I really appreciate that. So, cool. Much love to D Nice. Absolutely. All right, cool. So category number two here. Game shows. And you do so many game shows. I couldn't even fit them all on this slide here. I just had to choose two <laughs> random ones here. Um, so Sherman spent to win $100,000 pyramid. What's up with this? Now you're into Merv Griffin territory. You've gone from Andrew Lloyd Webber to Merv Griffin. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Well, first of all, I prefer Steve Harvey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> um, but no, Twin was the first one that we did. And um, that one was based off of Wheel of Fortune. And same thing, kind of with what I did with the musicals. And I looked around and saw what game shows were happening. You know, shout out to Molly, shout out to Kristen. They're big um, game show hosts up in the space, and they've done a lot of different game shows. They've done Baggage and Deal or No Deal and everything. But, you know, I look around and I see what's happening and what's not happening. And I see that Wheel of Fortune, which is a classic game that we all love, something that I grew up on watching at 8 p.m. every night, you know, on the TV. I, I couldn't believe it that we didn't have it here in the metaverse. So I was like, someone has to do it. So, I, st I kind of came up with the idea, but I needed a Vanna. And so I went to City Girls. She's a perfect host. She's got the perfect outfits. You know, she was like the perfect fit to be um, the Vanna for um, Spin to Win. So, you know, we changed the name a little bit. We changed the, a little bit of the rules. And 
we called it spin to win and then we even decided city girl and i we decided and also shay who um is, doesn't come on this app as much anymore but he was really active before and he was uh, a big part of the uh, games that we did as well um, but we came together we were like you know we're probably gonna recycle some of these because you know not only is it you know gonna get repetitive of doing it every single week but we also want to test out different game shows as well we want to there were so many game shows that we sat down, we have like a list of like 10 that we're like, we want to do these and we want to be able to do all of them, right? Like we don't want to limit ourselves. It's the metaverse. Right. So um, right. we, we kind of stopped spin to win and we decided that we wanted to do $100,000 pyramid, which is another favorite of ours, um, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, I think we talked about this on the, the gamer episode that you had, but um, the prep for that show was a lot of work. <laughs> and so when the prep is long, you know, you kind of want the season to wrap up a little bit quicker <laughs> so you can move on to the next one. And so we kind of wrapped that one up a little bit quicker and then we moved on to uh, Chain Reaction, which is what we have right now. So if you guys have seen Chain Reaction, um, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, pinning words together and phrases. And um, it's a lot of fun just to have people come out and play these games and make jokes and you know it's a really fun time for a lot of people um so yeah, yeah i love our game shows and that's a good tip also scalability right if you do hundred thousand dollar period but you love it but you can't scale it in the sense that you can't do it multiple times very easily thing right. to keep in mind when you're designing these things and i know you have a chain reaction and all of those maybe those are easier to pull off week after week interesting yeah i mean everything takes prep for sure especially if you want right. it to be you know smooth and um you know, all of our game shows, we do like um, different boards for each of them. So, you know, every time you come to a game show, it's like fresh, you know, um, words and fresh, you know, the, the board is fresh. You know, we want to make sure that we just try to make it as realistic as possible. Right. So um, when you come to a game show, you know, and we try to get new people as well. We, we do have a lot of repeat um, people who come out and play the games, but we love getting new people up in there as well. So if you guys ever come out on a Thursday at 10 p.m. and want to play a game, you know, we definitely love seeing new faces uh, play these games. So definitely come on right. out. Stovert has something to add. How's it going, Stovert? Everything Sherwin does is beyond inspiring. Um, like when <laughs> I first wanted to throw like my first big event in here, he was the first person I went to because there was nobody cool. else that I would want to go to to have hosts because Sherwin's that guy in here. Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Stover. Now, shout out to Stover. We we worked together. You know, he came to me about his avatar gallery. I don't know if you guys know uh, what Stover has done. He he's a brilliant world builder, but he also does these animations that are just crazy. And um, I remember he did a whole gallery. Um, and he's also a photographer in real life. And he you know he does a lot of graphic arts and and such and. Um, he put together a really beautiful gallery, so I was very, very honored to be a part of that um, because he's truly a, a, an amazing talent in this space. And if anyone knows Stovert and has worked with him, I mean, he's one of the nicest guys ever, too. So definitely shout out to Stovert and Solji as well, who helps me a lot lately as well. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and we'll, get, we'll move right along to the next uh, category here. Of course, we have the exclusive reveal of your new category perhaps at the end but before then we are <laughs> going to stick with the game plan All right so this is i guess we'd call this turnups or is it, how would you uh, <laughs> how would you describe this category turn up category yeah, this is like your club party your club promoter category yeah. yeah no i mean club it, it all started with i mean 
Love Venus was so Jorge XO and I we got together and um, I really wanted to I, w- I was inspired I believe it was a Maddie Boy World I think it's the clubhouse that I went to and I saw the poles that went up and down and that's really what inspired me I was like so we can do like real stripper poles here in the metaverse like not just poles mm-hmm. the poles that go up and down <laughs> and so mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to create a club just based off of that like I really wanted to be kind of surrounding the poles and the whole stripper scene. And I wanted to be as realistic to a strip club that I've been to as possible. So we, we created, um, you know, uh, Jorge XO is a builder. So I obviously did more of the decorating, the promotion and all the creative side to it, but he really worked on the poles and the building and all that. And so, um, you know, we did a really good job and we started doing, we tried doing weekly events like every Friday, but it got really tiring and like hosting these club events is a lot of work. So um, we end up kind of just putting it off, but we do have a YouTube player in there. And a lot of people I notice sometimes check on the popular list. A lot of y'all on the down low be going to the strip club late at night and I see y'all <laughs> in there. So um, I see you, <laughs> um, but no, it's a lot of fun and uh, people still go in there. And then Tuesday night turn up is a little bit different. So the idea that we had, and like I said, a lot of these ideas come from my own passions. So I started um, dabbling in tribe, which is a, a DJ platform here um, in VR, if any of you guys know uh, Tribe. And so I wanted a place that I could DJ, (laughs) essentially, and kind of practice and share my skills with everybody. But, you know, we, I I also want to share my platform with other people. I've always said that from the beginning. So um, I wanted to not only be DJing myself, but I wanted to bring other DJs along as well and showcase their talent. And, um, you know, Blue Moon and City Girl were two people that I immediately was like, these are perfect because they plan so many parties. They know a lot of DJs um, in here. They've worked with a lot of DJs. And so um, we got we got together. We started um, Tuesday Night Turn Up. Stovert is actually the creator of the world of, of uh, that world as well, Club Epic, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been really, really fun. Every Tuesday night, we have different DJs come out. Um, I DJ from time to time, occasionally in there. Uh, we just recently had... Um, what do we have? We had uh, Marcus J. Oh, we had DJ Haywire. We've had um, DJ Jedi Master. We've had everyone pretty much. DJ Ty Sky and yeah, everyone from every DJ that we pretty much know in the space. <laughs> we've had come on Tuesday Night Turn Up and share. Their, it's just an hour long, you know, and it's a lot of fun for people to just come and just turn up for an hour. You know, just let loose and forget about all the stress and drama going on in your life. This is like the one hour to just get on the dance floor and just shake it all off and just have a good time. And uh, I think a lot of people do. So, No, it's very social, very, uh, very lively. I've ever going in there and it's like, Oh, it's, it's like a real atmosphere in a club where it's like, it's, the music's blaring and you're like trying to hear people, you're grabbing a drink <laughs> at the bar. It's like, Oh yeah, yeah. this is exactly what it's like. <laughs> so it's, Absolutely. It's, it's yep. recreating created the entire atmosphere of a club without douchebags there's no douchebags in here it's all good people that's the one difference you can always boot a douchebag out you like it yeah you know, kick him out of the club. good moderators <laughs> to take yeah. care of all that for us <laughs> exactly um all right so let's see next right here uh addiction IRU fashion show so uh tell us a little bit about this one yeah, so this is a little was, bit of a different event. Um, and this is, oh. 
first time doing a fashion show for sure. <laughs> um, I well, first of all, I love like just in general like fashion, and and that's why I own so many Ryu bodies because I just love fashion in general. Um, maybe not the most creative when it comes to fashion, but love showcasing it. You know, love magazines and stuff like that. So um, we, I wanted to tap into a fashion show because I, like I said, I looked around and there was no fashion shows going on. Yet we have all these beautiful outfits out here. Um, and nowhere to showcase it, right? So um, got together with the team. Joe recorded that event as well. Elsker made a beautiful set with a runway, um, and we had a lot of people come out. And this was something I think originally when I told Ryu that I was doing this, he was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, have fun with that. Like, you know, I, I think because <laughs> Ryu and I, we knew each other, but I don't think he knew like really what I did when it came to productions, right? So he, he kind of was like, yeah, like you can do whatever you want. Um, and then he came to my uh, model casting that I had for uh, people to come and sign up and he saw how organized we were and, you know, I had some members of my team helping me out and we were like, you know, taking pictures of people and writing names down and just being really organized. And I think he even came to me after that and was like, I've never been at such more of an organized event. Like that was so smooth and like organized. And then I was like, well, do you want to like be a part of this process? Like, do you want to, you know, help out? And he was like, sure. And then you know, I kind of brought him in as like a partner, right? And we were like, let's do this together, right? So, um, you know, he came in, he helped us with like, you know, the set and some of the ideas that he had and his vision. Um, so we, we went back to the drawing board, we changed some things up um, and we're like, let's let's make this about like, you know, let's, let's bring everyone to Tokyo. So we did like a Tokyo temple, um, a gate and uh, just really a fun experience. And we had a lot of people like, Blue and City and Tammy and Sweetest and everybody who owns Ryu outfits come out and you know run walk down the runway and showcase it and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're wow. actually probably gonna do another one pretty soon because I've seen a lot of new Ryu bodies that are out here and uh, you know season two is approaching. We need new outfits to show, so um, definitely gonna tap into that pretty soon as well. I, think, I was gonna say I think this is it. I think we're we're all here now. <laughs> Everyone unless so many Ryu outfits. Um, I don't know yeah, if uh, Futurasi, if you got a shot of the sweetest or uh, even Sparrow's costume. Is Sparrow, that's a really dope costume as well. Um yeah. those are uh very, very cool. Um it, and of course the great thing about Ryu is that if you have you know, I have Ryu's uh Access World and it and you can just click on it and you can have a whole wardrobe. A wardrobe comes with you to these worlds that have his Mm -hmm. I guess you'd call it MRE in, involved, and then you can change the night. You could get your new outfit. As a matter of fact, yep. maybe I'll just uh, maybe I'll just right now. <laughs> nice, yes. <laughs> gotta join your and gotta join shout the out to fire charge. He actually is the one who coded that MRE. So um, yeah, it's like a digital wardrobe. I mean, it's like you just pull it up on your wrist and it pops up in front of you, and you can change. But when we did this fashion show, it was not like that. Actually, it was the old version, which was you would have all your outfits side by side right next to the MRE. So <laughs> the problem we had was when you do that, it gets really heavy in the world. So we actually had to put a, a green room that was like, you know, 100 feet below the world <laughs> and put a button wow. for people to put on their outfits underneath the world <laughs> and then come back up to the top and do the fashion show. So that's how we had to do it at the time. But now that we have, you know, these, uh, these uh, digital wardrobes and stuff, you know, it's going to make it a lot easier uh, for the next season that we do. So I'm excited so, for that. And of course, after uh, this talk, we are going directly over to Ryu's birthday for that as well. Um, so, yeah, but 
go ahead and get this. If anyone has any thoughts or questions for sure, please use the raise hand option. We'll definitely uh, call on you. But the one slide I don't have, which I wish I did, was uh, the, the final category here, uh, which is called talk shows. Uh, so you do have the one talk show you've been doing frequently is uh, New York Nick and Sherwin, right? So, yes. um, and that seems like a really fun show. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that came together. Who's New York Nick and uh, what's that about? Yeah, I mean, such a funny story, actually, the way New York Nick and I met. It was actually at Club Venus. And, you know, it was one of those nights I was really turned <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know if I can host this by myself because, you know, doing it by yourself is a lot of work. And, you know, I kind of looked down in the audience and I mean, there was just this person that was like kind of hosting without me even asking them to host. Like she was just like doing it naturally. And so I, w I came over to her and I was like, do you want to host this event with me tonight? She was like, sure. And I was like, okay, great. And I gave it to her blindly, like just taking a shot in the dark, you know? And she got on that megaphone and I've never heard somebody so good at announcing and just really had some killer lines that stayed with me. And I just remember some of them, like she was so funny and she really did an amazing job. And so I pulled her to the side after and I asked her, I said, you know, you're a natural, like, have you ever done this before? And she's like, yeah, like I'm a radio, I'm a radio personality. I actually do radio. I was like, oh, no way. You know, we, we connected on that a little bit. And, uh, you know, I asked her, I said, well, I kind of want to do a talk show in here, but I wanted to do it with somebody else. And, um, you know, we kind of linked up and we decided to do that. And we got DJ Vatatron as well. He's an amazing DJ um, to come and help us out to be our DJ. And um, from there on out, you know, we started doing, you know, every Wednesday night, bringing different guests on the show. And, you know, we've had really, really great guests. Like looking back, we've done like 26, 27 episodes. We did it for like six months. And um, which is like nothing compared to how long you've been going on here for. Like I'm a baby compared to yours. Um, but wow. even just those episodes, like looking back at them and just seeing the guests that we have, I mean, we really, you know, interviewed some really inspiring and talented people in the metaverse that, don't usually get a platform to talk about their talents. Like we had bigger, better meta on. They're all here tonight, pretty much. Um, so shout out to them. And we had Sparrow on. We've had Aussie guy back there on. I mean, these are people in the metaverse that are like big names. I have done a lot for the community, and a lot of people don't know about what they've done. So we were like, you know, we want to platform these people to come on and share what they've been through and what they've done, and and really give them that light to do that. So um, it's been incredible. New York Nick actually got a new job in New York. She's now uh, a radio and, and TV host on WBLS, which is one of the biggest radio oh, stations wow. in New York. And so she's oh. really busy interviewing Neo and, and doing her thing. So um, we've kind of, you know, stopped doing on air, but she's still doing her thing and I support her fully and um, she supports us. And it's just, I, I'm so grateful for the relationship that we've built. So, you know, shout out to New York Nick and um, shout out to DJ Vatican as well. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I I know how difficult it is to have this one show per week. So how you do all of these events, I, it's just completely beyond me. So uh, I may have longevity, but you've got you've got an insane amount of uh, productions going on. Um, I think City Girl wants to jump in here. How's it going, City? Hey. Hey, Sherwin. Hey, baby. Um, so. We're obviously seeing tonight just how many things you have accomplished in such a short amount of time. But like you said, you've been here a year and you've done so many things already. 
And, you know, we're really proud of you that you have grown so much and that you've followed your dream and done this stuff. And I'm also grateful. And I think I spoke, speak for all of us. We're grateful to have been able to be part of your journey while you're in here. Um, but as you mentioned, you said, you know, in, in, real life outside of the metaverse this is not what you do at all but now that you've done it in here and you've done it so well do you think that you might take this to the level where perhaps you do a community theater for the people around you in in real life or something where you can bring this passion into your everyday that is a great question you know i've i've had so many thoughts and just you know I've had conversations, Stover and I, we've gone to deep discussions about this as well. Like, I think bringing, like, the metaverse is, like, such a platform that you can, like, do what you want. But trying to bring it into the real world is very difficult, right? Like, you know, you need money, you need time, you need investors, you need whatever it might take to do it, right? So it's definitely something I can see as, like, a long-term goal, not as much of a short-term goal, but definitely something that I do want to make my career and what I do in life around, you know, film and TV and production and, and maybe not theater necessarily in real life, because I, I think in real life, people are more drawn towards film and TV. But in the metaverse, you know, live is the way to go, right? Like you, you can put on something and people can watch it. But doing something live when it comes to the metaverse, I think is a lot more impressive. So um, I love doing that here, but bringing it into the real world is going to be something that it's going to be a challenge, but I would love to do that and, and just really make my career around doing this. But we'll see. I know Soul G is yeah. one of the people I've actually looked up to as an inspiration because he's been in the music industry for ages and I'm just, I'm jealous of him because he gets to do what he loves every day. And, you know, there's certain people in life that are really blessed to have that kind of like life that they can do what they love to do every day. Not that I don't love to do what I love every day, but this is what I love to do, right? And if I can make that like part of like my day to day and my life, you know, that would be great. No, absolutely. And that brings us to the, our, our, our final category here. We always talk about the future, which is where do you think this is all headed? And we'll talk about what's in store for you. But I, I think that the key here, instead of having to go out and get and, and raise finances out there and build a brick and mortar production and, you know, like, mm -hmm. for example, we all live around the world. And so we can't possibly bring this much talent together except in a place that's the metaverse. So do you think there's a way that we're going to be able to monetize these productions in the future? So maybe we can stay in the metaverse, but we'll be able to have productions that are monetized. You'll get ticket prices and things like that. Is that something you've been thinking about? You know, actually, that idea has been brought to me multiple times. I've, I've had a couple of people approach me about, you know, maybe turning it into an NFT um, or, you know, doing something like tickets and charging people for tickets. But, you know, one thing that's really interesting and one thing that um, you know, everybody on our team, like me, Joe, Elsker, Tammy, everybody, especially from the beginning, you know, we, when we decided to do these things, we decided that we wanted to do things for the community per se. Like none of us, when we got together, we're like, okay, like how can we make money? Like that was never like a thought of ours that like came across our mind, you know? And so for me, it was never really about making money. I actually put a lot more money <laughs> out of my own pocket into the things that I do. And I don't, get anything in return and i don't want anything in return except for people to have a good time that is reward enough for me right like for people to experience things and see things that they haven't necessarily done in real life 
um, or in the metaverse. That That's my goal, right? I want people to experience those kinds of things. So everything I've done has been free. It's I always say it's like from the people for the people. Like I'm, I'm not here to like make any profit off anybody and talent. Um, but I want to also just bring things to the community that they haven't seen. So definitely maybe in the future, I could consider something like that, especially if these, you know, productions are on an even bigger scale. Right. But for now, I, I just really want people to enjoy, you know, the metaverse and what it has to offer, um, not necessarily profiting off of it. So, so where do you see this all headed then? I mean, as far as uh, entertainment of the future, how do, how is the metaverse going to be integrated with that? Have you had some chance to think about that? And do you think this is going to be sort of taking over from watching television or do you think it's going to be a bifurcated world where we're sort of doing uh, both? I mean, I, I think it's I think it's already kind of headed towards that direction. And we always say like we're the early adapters when it comes to this kind of stuff, right? So um, what I see being in the future is you know all the things that we're doing now, but even on a bigger scale. Like you know I, I could see like theaters that we do could be actually like maybe even one day like they're doing it in real life, you know, and we're projecting their you know uh, hologram on the stage somehow, right? Like that could be something like in the future. When you tap in that to that kind of technology of like AI and stuff like that, like you can incorporate that into a lot of the things that we do in entertainment. Um, but we've done a lot for what we've been given, you know. Like all space is still very early in its like limitations, you know, what you can do in here. So, you know, I think and people like Fire Charge, who's in the audience tonight, who's been helping me with a lot of MREs and stuff, super talented coder and programmer. I mean, like some of these people like have talents. They can code and program some amazing things. I just saw like some amazing things that he showed me this week. And it just is like mind boggling to me that people can create this kind of stuff in the metaverse, like, you know, and we just don't know about it. So I think it's just about finding people who can do it, tapping into those people and, and, and really leaning on them to make the metaverse, you know, what it is today. So, you know, I can't do everything. I, I can, the productions and the events and all that. But when it comes to creating these amazing MREs and, you know, virtual reality tools and things that we can incorporate, you know, I definitely think the developers in here are definitely going to have um, a lot of success doing that. Absolutely. So before we get to the announcement of your new project, I just want to make sure I run through this one more time here. So your producer, your show production company, Amy Fallon, uh, club promoter, fashion show <laughs> producer. Do you have any other categories that you want to enter into in the near future? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I I will probably find out what that is, and I'll tap into it when I get there. Like DJing was like the most recent thing I was like I want to do, and I did it. Like if I say I'm gonna do it, like I'm gonna do it. Like that's just the kind of person I am. So if there's like a skill or something I want to tap into and learn how to do that. Um, like I said, actually earlier in the show that I just downloaded OBS and I started recording, um, these episodes. And so like, that's the new thing I'm tapping into, which is like recording so that Joe and I can do like multi-camera bots and really test the limits when it comes to recording and, 
you know, the Dream Girls musical that we did, and Rekka actually, shout out to Rekka, I saw him come in the audience, he was in that musical as well, so uh, shout out to Rekka. Um, but, yeah. you know, with the Dream Girls musical, the, the video of it was cut beautifully, you know, it had cuts that went to close-ups and stuff like that. So I imagine, like, you know, for the next couple ones that we're going to push limitations on that as well and see how we can record with different angles and bots and drones and things that I've seen some incredible stuff in here. So um, definitely looking forward to all that. Yeah, great. Well, well, then I think it must be time for a big reveal. So we'll have to get <laughs> an emoji drum roll here, folks, as uh, Sherman uh, gives us an exclusive look at his latest project. And here it comes. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yes. Here we go. I kind of tipped it's my hat to be valid. Look at this. Yes. That is exactly kind of what I wanted to do. You know, there's so many talk shows in here. And I don't know if anybody actually watches like late night shows in real life, but you know, Jimmy Fallon is like one of the best late night talk show hosts out there. And I think his show is brilliant. And so um, I really wanted to bring it into the metaverse. I'm like, we should do something kind of like that. And um, our first guest, I'll announce it now. Our first guest is going to be Sol G, who's in the audience tonight as well. He is a platinum selling producer and recording artist. I mean, when I tell you guys about talent and people who are major in the industry, I mean, Solji is one of them. And so um, he was on our show before as, you know, part of Bigger, Better Meta, but I'm really excited to have him on this time to just like dive deep in his music career. And we had a conversation this week and just learning so much about him. And I'm just so excited to share it with you guys. I mean, he has some incredible stories um, to share. So we're definitely going to, have a good time on Wednesday, and uh, he's also making a brand new original theme song for the show as well. So that is oh. in the making. Um, so you guys will hear that next Wednesday. Yeah, really exciting. Oh. Very cool. And I, I have to say, I love the posters you get here. Um, do you have somebody who does your graphic design? Because you said you don't, you're not necessarily a designer. Yeah, so I do like these posters, I do, but with the help of like Stovert, for example, who made that logo right there. Stovert, like I said, he, um, he, so bigger, this whole, I, I have to just say, this whole talk show is pretty much sponsored by, and that's why, oh, this is not the, I must have not given the right one. I have Bigger Better Meta sponsored um, on the um, show because they really stepped up and helped me with the entire project. Stovert made the world and he also helped me with a lot of the graphic design and, and images that we have. Solji's working on writing and producing a original theme song um, and Sir Saxy and Nancy Fletcher are also on the track as well and so they've all had a part in creating this with me so um, I'm so so excited and, and very pleased with the way that they work so um, really excited that you know we've been able to team up and create this amazing show and uh, it's just the beginning. So I'm excited to see what it holds, you know? And DJ Vatatron, who's also in the audience tonight, is returning as my DJ as well. And so he's amazing. And he's literally one of the best people I've met in this place. So kind and, and just an amazing soul and just an amazing person. And we, he never was, I mean, you were a DJ a long time ago, possibly, but you didn't really bring it back until, you know, we discussed him being a DJ on on air. And so, since then, he's really gotten back into being a DJ in the space, and it's just beautiful to see him grow. And so, yeah, we're really excited to premiere this song Wednesday. Very, very cool. Well, we're glad to uh, have the announcement here. And this is the last chance anyone who wants to ask a question or give a comment uh, to Sherwin. We've got Alan who has something. Alan, are you out there? Yes. Hey, Alan. Stop. 
maybe he'll come back on, or maybe oh, I think he's back. <laughs> Let's get him back. Uh, can you? I think you're off of mute. Oh, let's try one more time. Yeah, I'm just seeing so many people come in, and I just, I just want to say real quick before Alan, um, I just want to say I've been seeing a lot of people come in, like Molly, for example, who I've said before in the show, big inspiration and someone I went to when I started doing game shows. So I just want to say thank you to Molly as well for helping me with everything that she's helped me with. And we we hosted our farewell community helper event together. She's one of the best hosts in here, so I just have to give her, you know, that credit because she's amazing. Um, but Alan also love, is an amazing person as well. Uh, Alan, did you have something you wanted to add? Might have gone on mute. Are you on mute? No. Uh, well, we'll come back to you, Alan, if the, if you uh, get something. Uh, Captain, Captain Ree. Yeah, you are there. I just wanted to congratulate you on the new show. I've been running a talk show for over a year now. Just gonna tell you, it is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. And uh, definitely send me your talk show. I'd love to check it out as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, if there's no other uh, thoughts or questions, um, how can people reach out to you if they want to join your team, if they have an idea for you, if, you know, whatever, uh, they want to give you some fan mail, where could they reach you? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I have um, my my website, which is SherwinsProductions.com. So if you guys ever want to go back and watch old episodes or any of the musicals or anything, any of the productions that we've done. Um, it's all listed there. Um, and then my Instagram is also listed on there as well, but it's uh, Sherwin underscore alt VR. Um, and I usually respond there a lot more. So um, yeah, if you guys uh, want to reach out to me at all, definitely hit me up on Instagram and um, also just find me in here. You know, I'm here every day and um, my events are usually around 10 PM Tuesday through Thursday. So um, if you guys ever want to come out or catch me at one of my events, you know, definitely come out between 10 and 11 Eastern um, on one of these days. Uh, before we go, we'll have Sol G has one more thought, and then we will jump off to Ryu's birthday. So, Sol G, yeah. how's it going? Hey, how's it going? No, I just, just wanted to, to thank Sherwin for involving us, and um, and it, it just was it was dope because what I liked was that um. He, when he told me about the show and the idea, like I, it, at first he kind of, I, I think he had like a hip hop kind of vibe in mind with the track. And I asked him, I was like, do you want to go the more traditional TV music route? The whole time I was putting it together, I was kind of nervous if he would like it or not. Cause <laughs> very middle of the road. It, it's like, it's totally different from my, my comfort zone. And as soon as I played it for him, he loved it. And, and when I started writing the lyrics, it was like, it was great. So it's like, um, and, and I, it's funny because he was thinking Jimmy Fallon and I was thinking The Roots. And it just mm -hmm. came together so dope. And Stover was the first guy that, that, um, that, that kind of picked up on it. Because when I first did it, I kind of came with a techno vibe first. Stover mm -hmm. was like, oh, nah, that's a little too techno, G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thanks, Stover. Stover picked it out. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to be the first guest and to um, 
actually be, uh, you know, involved in the music and everything. It's like, Sher- Sherwin is a great guy. I just remember Sherwin noticed me early on. Like, you know, when you see these people in off space that's doing everything, you don't think that they're paying attention to the community. It's like he, he you know, he, he not only does all of this stuff, but he pays attention to the people in the community and, you know, and includes people, which is so dope. I appreciate that. And I have to say the same about Soul. I mean, he really is one of the nicest people in this place. And he just, he, he really, like, comes to this place with his heart on his sleeve. Like, if, any, if anybody, like, Soul, he does so much for the community. He does his freestyle power hour. I mean, he, him and his bigger, better meta team with Stover and Sir Saxy. And, I mean, they've stepped up and helped with people's events. And, and they're also professionals. I mean, this is what they do in real life. So, you know, having them be a part of this project is like having a real professional team help you. And um, like, you know, like like he said, you know, he sent me versions of the um, song and I loved it. I mean, to me, I didn't know what Soul G, you know, I, I'm getting to know him more and more, you know, as we, we get to hang around each other. But I never knew how talented he was and his range when it came to music. You know, I know him as a hip hop mogul and, you know, he's produced hip hop songs and R&B songs. And then when I heard him talk about doing like a jazzy theme song, I was like, well, let me see it. And he did it. And he just like completely did what I was thinking in my head. So <laughs> he's truly a professional and just uh, an amazing person. So yeah, definitely. Thank you, Soji, for everything that you do. Very, very cool. Well, uh, well, that was amazing, Sherwin. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your knowledge and expertise and, and looking so fine in your cool threads <laughs> and all of that. Uh, really appreciate me. you and had a, a great time talking with you and uh, can't wait to head off to Ryo's birthday. So uh, yes. before, uh, before we do that, we got to get all these fancy people and everybody here on the stage. Let me close out. Uh, so so thank you and thank you. Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation. Remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, and our Discord server. And join us next week for interactive narratives with Rebecca Evans. So, till then, stay plugged, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>